even the sun goes down. Heroes eventually die. Horoscopes often lie. And sometimes why? Nothing is for show. Nothing is for certain. Nothing lasts forever, but until they close the curtain, it's him and I, the Going On Podcast, ah! Raptor to Confuse. How you doing, mm. buddy? What is going on? Mm. What mm. goes on? Well... there was a video series on youtube i promise we won't get too political here it's just what we're talking about here is politics adjacent so Mm -hmm. so you got to give us a sec uh bernie sanders held a rally in la ahead of super tuesday and the posters advertised uh public enemy would be performing and this rubbed one flavor flav the wrong way because apparently they were using uh, the silhouette wearing the clock image at one mm. point, and like, Flav Yo, thought, I ain't down with the redistribution of wealth, gee! <laughs> <laughs> so Flav thought he should get some of that money because that's his image, his brand, and he hadn't been in the group for a while now. Despite not being in the group for quite some time, Chuck D decided now's as good of time as any. <laughs> to maybe part ways. It's bittersweet, man. It's like looking at Instagram and seeing Eric Andre talking about Bernie all the time, talking about fucking, you know, legalizing marijuana, and then you see Hannibal Barris in the comments like, man, fuck Bernie, this dude ain't it. Yeah, and, donate and then to you your find- landlord's association or uh, some weird shit. Like, what? Ooh, that, fuck- <laughs> that one fucking hurt, what dude. <laughs> I'm going to rank that up there with Kyle McLaughlin of Twin Peaks liking a Mike Bloomberg tweet or Cher tweeting today that she was with Biden. These fucking betrayals, man. I can't keep up. What wound up happening that night was you you saw the lower thirds at the Bernie rally saying, uh, coming up, public enemy radio. And I was like, oh, no, they better not be just doing this thing where it's like, oh, they're just fucking playing songs over PA, and that's going to be like, oh, featuring Public Enemy, yeah? So, yeah, then Chuck D comes out, and another dude who's kind of, like, playing the role as Hype Man, and I thought he did fine. He didn't have the charisma of a Flava Flav, but, I mean, at a political rally, you don't really need the Flava Flav energy. You just need the message. yeah. If you know, you know, pretty much. Like, if, if you're down with Public Enemy and you know what they're about and you know some of their songs, you know, even if you know the hits, you're good. You're just there to fucking see Chuck D lay it down, and he did. But you know, it's over some shit, you know? Like, Flavor Flav was just like, he wrote on some sort of cease and desist letter. He's like, yo, Bernie, don't do this, G. Yo, don't do this. And it's just like, what exactly are you angry about? Like, he he just said it in a way of like, I just don't want to endorse anybody or whatever. But it was just like, but I mean, I don't know, man. Aren't you listening? Aren't you part of the political rap group? Shouldn't you have your ear to what's going on? Like, what what, what is going on with you, bro? You know what I I'm, mean? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say those <laughs> days are, yeah, are behind long him. behind um, him. Yeah, at this point. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they had already been having troubles with the group. Apparently, uh, Chuck D had said that, like, yo, uh, 
you know that there have been issues where we were having charity organiza- uh, organization like uh, concerts and you know you weren't coming. So, mm. you know, like, don't act like this hasn't been an issue. And so it's like, oh, yeah, like, specifically people were saying whenever there were, like, tra- charity organizations, he would sort of skip them. And so it's like, oh. oh, yeah, you're not really down with the cause. Okay, all right. Like I said, the audience still got a good show. Chuck D, he more than made up for the absence of Flavor Flav. Like I said... In fucking 2020, Flavor Flav just kind of comes off corny. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, see, what it used to be is like, oh, you think this is, you know, stuff you old hip hop, but oh, we got the silly guy who's gonna, you know. So what you're saying was that Flavor Flav was the spoonful of sugar. Exactly. For for the message, made it more accessible. I, I, I can see that. Yeah, but now in 2020, it's like, no, we know things are fucked up. We don't need someone with a clock to, uh... <laughs> you know, make sure we're paying attention. We're paying attention. Heading into this week's album, review, request. It is a listener-requested album, and it is Speaker Box, The Love Below. Speaker Box, whoo! By Outcast. Mm-hmm. Requested by Ryanson. Thank you very much for your request. Oh, boy, man. Does this one take me back? <laughs> See, I'm glad we got very different experiences because I didn't get into Outcast at first, like when they were really, you know, popping off and it was still like as it was happening, you know? Like 99 to 2003, like that's their Mm-mm. hot era. I didn't go back and listen to their shit till like after Idlewild. It took oh, me wow. a minute. But at the time in 2004, uh, when Speaker Box The Love Below came out, that was sort of my introduction. Because, I mean, Hey Ya, The Way You Move, Roses, those songs were fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, for better or worse, however you want to look at it, just kind of like their peak in relevancy in a, in a mainstream sense. But many would consider fucking AT Aliens, Equemini, Stankonia. Yeah, Stankonia. Uh, sure. Those are the the untouchable classics, and you don't really hear people talk about Speaker Box, The Love Below, in that same context. Not as a whole. No, not, not like, as, like a whole album. package. Yeah, yeah. As I was listening back to this album, I remember even as a kid feeling like, I don't know, this Love Below album doesn't sound very finished. And then no. I just recently saw an interview where it's like, oh yeah, a lot of the songs weren't really finished products, and it's just like, wow, man, like, I could even tell back then. See, like, I understand, and I guess I appreciate the approach. I mean, they even addressed it on a couple of the songs, right? The rumors were out there. The rumor mill was speculating. Is Outcast mm. Dunzo? Andre's got his own projects. Is Big Boy going to carry the torch by himself? What's going to happen? And they go ahead with this, where one album is predominantly Big Boy's stuff, his style, and the mm. second album is much more Andre-centric, and they couldn't be more different. You get a little bit of bleeding over. You got Andre on a couple of the tracks on speaker box. And to be fair, there's a lot of funk in uh, Big Boy's production. There's a yeah. lot of, like, in substitute for the weirdness that is Andre, you've got someone like a uh, uh, Sleepy Brown. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, like, he'll make up for it in a way that's like, huh, it's not on it, but it's like, it's its own sort of funk that, like, 
works in this really light sort of, you know, high class gentleman, lots of flutes in the background, highfalutin sort of shit. You know what I mean? It brings a class to it in, in this weird way, you know? And there was a dude, uh, Slim, on Last Call, who, without looking, almost sounds like Andre in the voice. Maybe not the verse and quality. Yeah. But the sound was like, okay, you, you might be able to fool someone. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead right out the gate. Speaker Box gets the best song on the whole album out of the way. Right out the gate. Fucking ghetto music. Yo. <laughs> Fucking this beat is dynamite and it's so <laughs> so fucking catchy oh my god and like i as a kid i remember like imagining a music video for it so much and i was like <laughs> like it, it like w when i found out there wasn't one out already i was like what you know they, they made one like way later it took i was really just gonna say and then when you saw the video was it what you imagined no i thought it'd big be boy delivering packages right i was like uh, okay like in the silly cartoon no i thought it was gonna be like people in a sound lab trying to engineer the most like you know loud ghetto like hip-hop sound and it's like blowing out speakers or some shit you know what i mean oh my god the fucking ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. Oh my god. Then when you just hear the switch to the I just want you to know it works in the strangest way. Like it's like fucking Patty! Ooh! Patty! You gotta hold that cue card up a little bit longer there, sweetie! That fucking song gives you it's got it all. It's got everything with style, the, the spare. The soul, the raps, the, oh, the Andre man. that you want to be on there. <laughs> yeah, he fucking delivers a nice fucking chorus, a nice intro. It's a bit of everything. And the video, not the best. Yeah. Uh, probably could have done without the weird clip art cartoons on the, on the top and the bottom. That so was a bit silly. weird. Very silly. But after that, if I had to pick the strongest cuts on this album, they would have to be Ghetto Music, The Way You Move, mm -hmm. Flip Flop Rock, Oh my goodness. And Reset. Yes, absolutely. Fucking on Reset, the production on that was so fucking good. Just lush and, and beautiful, yeah, yeah. And who would have imagined Jay-Z and Killer Mike on the same oh cut? Oh my god. Fucking <laughs> Flip Flop up. Rock. Jay-Z mm. stole the show. <laughs> Man... How surreal was it to hear Jay-Z doing a chorus? Especially during this time when he said he was going to be retiring. I was like, I thought this one was going to get a music video because it's like, well, holy shit, like, Southern Rappers and we got Jay-Z on the fucking hook? Like, what the fuck? That's a big fuck deal, yeah. Yeah. Boy, does this album feel a little, just a little lopsided. Yeah. <laughs> some of this, yeah. Some of the production, it just feels like it's... The only thing I can come up with is, like, it just doesn't feel done. Like, the unhappy song. With, Might as well have fun, because the average is done when your goose is good. Wipe that smile up. Like, it, it works in little parts, but it just kind of feels like, what is going on here? This just sounds too weird. Songs like Unhappy and The Rooster. Yeah, again, it's that same energy where it just, like, it just sounds like things are, I don't know if it's too fast or just too too funky weird for big boys flow to work on it you know what i'm saying i would say those are like b tier uh, on if we're gonna rank them but the worst cuts the when it just tips that scale a little too much these are the lowest rated songs i had and they all have two and a halves 
Bow tie. Yeah. Church. I actually really like church. <laughs> See, the reason I don't when it does dig- the switch up at the end of church. It's like, oh, we're actually going with this. <laughs> I, I do like the beat switch up, but it makes you wait too long. Before that, I wrote down that it had a weird knockoff, sl- real slim, shady ass beat. Yeah, like it sounds bop, like bop, 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 it sounds like something from like Sonic the Hedgehog or something like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, especially after War. Where that was like, hey, this is the you didn't think Outcast would do a fucking I, I like that political too, song, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't think it really delivered. And then Church was like the you didn't think Outcast would do a gospel song, did you? It's like, <laughs> and that didn't really hit that song with me either. <laughs> the fucking tick tick boom bit in War was so like, eh. I, I thought it was like that. the sort of I thought it was going for that sort of the old funkadelic like funky but it sounds like scary like on the edge of disaster sort of thing you know I don't think it ever went that far like when it explodes and comes back and you hear the oh god we're gonna die here never never die here you know like that, <laughs> I, I feel like it matches that and then like with his frantic raps that kind of work around it you know what I'm saying where he's talking about shit that's like oh my god that. Wait a minute, that actually is really relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would, I didn't expect him to just like launch into that. You know, what, I did what, think the last he, verse was the best part of the song. Yeah, where he loses me is where he just kind of falls back into the gangster shit, like Tomb of the Boom. And, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And last, call, I didn't like Tomb didn't of the really Boom. Much. I didn't like knowing. Knowing was like it was okay. It just kind of felt like irrelevant to what the hook was about. See, that's the thing when you hear the hook. Brothers on the block knowing from this point on, it only gets rougher. You know, like, you're thinking some shit's gonna go down. It sets a high expectation, yeah. Babies on the bottle knowing. <laughs> like, wow, yeah, that's some real shit. Like, yeah, it's only gonna get rougher from here. That's very true. You, That's a very good point. Now, why are we going to spend the whole rest of the song shaming some random sex worker? I don't know. <laughs> what is that? What does that have to do with know. that hook, man? Oh, what, what, what's, what's going on? Why does this matter? You had a dope hook there. What happened? <laughs> and the thing is, like, at first, you you think it's going to be, like, maybe different stories. Because the first story is... Yeah. The first verse is where he's like, there's nothing right or wrong. So he's just like, you know, this. hey, maybe it's just a description of what happens. But no, it's just like, oh, she's out of a job because she he had to deal with this and this, that, and third. And then, oh, you thought you were slick uh, the way you hit me for that lick, but you slipped. Now I'm getting in your shit. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just like... I don't know. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, wait, what's the why, point of this? Yeah, why does it matter that sh- this woman was gotten back at this woman who's obviously like struggling in dealing with hard shit in her life? <laughs> if we could just go back to bow tie for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I really did dig the vibe, especially with the horns. Like, mm-hmm. that that's fucking cheat code for me. A fucking dope rap beat, and he got some fucking horns blaring in the background. But, but when it loses me is with this fucking Macklemore ass like Bota. Bota. Repeat in the background and the goddamn smooth as a baby's bottom, like the oh, high pitch. Oh, I hate the high pitch affected voice, and they do it on the rooster too. And it's it like, comes stop back doing in the that. End. Oh, I keep I keep clean, don't you know? Watch out. Was that the fucking moment we needed to revisit? Bow tie? Uh, it's and the whole 2000s. thing. There just has to be skits in it just because. Oh, fuck. The, the so many interludes. So 
So many interludes, it's like Stankonia all over again. Break! The bamboo didn't need to hear his kid. I'm sorry. Oh! I don't care. And that fucking cut, it opens with like a pretty dope beat, and I was willing don't, to fucking sit through don't, it. Don't, don't. You're like, oh, okay. Not often do I listen to an album and it's got skits and interludes, and I'm like, well, I know we're not going to end up reviewing these anyway. So, why even sit through them? Sometimes I just skip them. I'll go back to them and I'll listen to them, but I'm not gonna waste my time, but that one I almost did, and I was like, Nope, you fucking tricked me! And these kids are so short, like, and the thing is, like, that has nothing to do with the next song. The next song is just, like, gangster rap shit. Why the fuck are you bringing your kid to just sing, uh, you know, uh, all cute about the end of home? Like, what? This is preceding the hardcore gangsters rap song, why? But at least, at least, because I was like, oh, this, this does have a good beat. It does carry on into Tomb of the Boom, but then that song's not very good. Yeah. It's got a lineup of just, like, the most, like, generic gangster rap what verses. Is just, like, Little Brother or something like that. And it's, it's just, just like, random shit. And Antoine's it, little brother, literally. It's just like, alright. And then it fucking rounds it up with with uh, with Ludacris for the guest verses. And his was just kind of okay. okay. Yeah. And Big Boy's, because you gotta save the strongest verse for last, his was the best. But you gotta sit through four fucking mediocre subpar verses to get to it. It isn't worth the wait. What do you think of the way you move? We gotta oh. address the elephant in the room. Oh, like which one is better? <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm just saying we gotta talk about because what I remember was Hey Ya was fucking... Smash it. Beat Mega Radio Smasher. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Um, and then they followed it up with The Way You Move, and that did pretty good, not as well. And then, But it was like I, always like right number two on the charts, you know? But then I vaguely remember, because back then I watched a lot of MTV2, mm. because it played a lot more music videos, and they would randomly put on the fucking music video for Prototype, and I was just like... Oh, I don't remember seeing that at all. I, remember, I, I don't know, what the fuck? I had to go to AOL Music to see that one, yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> oh, and, and I completely skipped over Roses, but again, we'll get to Roses when we, when we speak about yeah, the yeah, love yeah. below. But I'm just saying, I really like the beat and the vibe, but it doesn't really have much in the way of, like, substance. Yeah. Um, I think the singing on it, on the, on the chorus, really pulls it together and mm -hmm. makes it work and carries yeah, it. The, 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 the class and whatnot, yeah. But yeah, I like when that, Big Boy I think is like dope. speaking really low over these really minimal beats and he's like, your ex-male friend boyfriend's bored as hell, but let me listen to the story you know, and we can make moves like a person in jail on the low, ho. Like, I don't know, that's not really romantic, bringing up jail and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, what's going on? What? Yes, please bring us back to the chorus. I like the way you move. It's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. It really does come down to, and we talked about this in our conversation of the, what was it? The the GQ interview that yeah. Andre did? That fucking line in Hey Ya, the, y'all don't want to hear me, you just want to dance. Like, you know, there's a lot of songs on here that that's, that, that is kind of the case. Where, <laughs> like, dude, I'm not really fucking with this verse too much. Can we just... Can we just get back to that really cool chorus? Because that's clearly the best part of this song, and yeah. I just want to groove. Yeah, that really classy funk ad going on just a second there with Sleepy Brown. Again, like I said, he he saves... Um, 
well, he does his work on uh, uh, Unhappy. He, he, I believe he kind of saves Bowtie and, you know, the way you move. You know, where it's like you can hear these really lush instrumentation with his high voice singing on it and shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Sleepy Brown does does add a lot. He does do... He, he does definitely. Slack. He provides a, a service, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, though, I ended up getting a three. I gave it... So, I... <laughs> Uh, putting everything together, I got three point six nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which, which I feel like would round out like uh, three and a half. You know. Yeah. But it's. Let's get to this next album. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and give it the same rundown real quick. I did fucking the best songs, right? Well, see, this this is how I feel for the best songs, right? Okay, so I feel like the early on in the album, I actually really enjoy it. I really enjoy the really? below, yeah, with, with the sample that they put in there and how he worked. Like if, when you hear the original sample and then hear how he worked it around for the intro, mm. it's like it's kind of interesting. And it's like, oh wow, he's going for this weird like jazz sophistifunk as he uh, puts it later on in the uh. album. You're just like, whoa, this is really weird. Like I remember at the time being so like you know like amazed by how it sounded, and I still kind of am, right? Uh, at least the early songs and like when when it feels like there's this like really dense you know Valentine's Day love is in the air vibe where you can tell he's really going for that you know the happy Valentine's Day song and the and uh, um uh the love hater and prototype and you know as it slowly goes into the album it's like I start to feel the dip in quality where the songs don't feel finished but like those first three feel like they were like coming up with this new fun sound that was really interesting but i just slowly hear how it like immediately starts to dissipate so by the time we get to a track like behold a lady in pink and blue the songs just sound like okay but were we gonna finish this idea or are you just leaving me floating in the ether with a lot of these tracks i um you didn't like any of this shit did you <laughs> No, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I, uh, fuck this album, fuck this album's mama. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word. Um, I formulated my opinion kind of early on, um, because I didn't enjoy the first half. Mm. Um, hardly at all. Love Hater is okay. That one is one of the better cuts. Everybody um, needs a glass of water today. Oh, come on, you weren't having any fun with this, uh... No, I'm saying, it's one of the better ones. <laughs> it's not great, but I do really like the dope, uh, jazzy instrumental. Yeah. It's got weird, like, electric guitar breaks coming out of nowhere. But the fucking, Love Hater, Hater of Love, I'm like, is that it? Is that really the chorus? Like, that's really what we got? Like, like lyrically, this album sucks. Like, this album provides, like, dog shit as far as substance in lyrical content. It is all style. Well, the whenever he raps, you can hear, like, oh, that's the creativity that he When had. he does, yeah, like, it's so few and far between. that he does. Oh, man, I was not fucking with Happy Valentine's Day at... Oh, oh, that no. fucking sounds like a bad Mad TV skit. <laughs> fucking, y'all won't believe me. Be all with fancy leprechauns and groundhogs. No, thank you, Easter Bunny. There's no so much fun tonight. What the? I hated that. I hated that chorus. I'm just hearing the bunny. No, I hated it. I hated the Easter Bunny. No, that was so fucking whack. I hated that. I think um, I think it's the nostalgia for me that might be my okay. on that one. Happy, happy Valentine's Day 
is my second, no, third least favorite song on the mm. on this album. My second least favorite would be She's Alive, because what even is that? Yeah, like, it's like, this again, is where we... It's an interesting idea to, like, sample your mom talking about raising you, but it's like, what is this? Why, you know, like, wh- where are you going? Why do I need this, you know? That's the thing. It falls into the category of what you said, the songs that don't feel finished. Behold a Lady, Pink, Blue... Uh, Love and War, even. She's Alive. Oh, Dracula's War, Wedding. Especially. Yeah. But can we just get to my absolute worst song on the album, She Lives in My Lap? Oh, my what? God. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? Okay. So you got Rosario Dawson, and she's doing just fucking Weird Chance the acting. Rapper acting. Yeah, oh, my God. This... <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> It's got an annoying ass chorus. Lives in my lap, and then it's got this unpleasant instrumental. Nothing about that song is enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. It's so bad. At least the other songs, like Dracula's Wedding, baby, play. <laughs> at least Kellis like sounded okay on Dracula's uh, you know, Wedding. You know what's funny? But- I always had a beatbox. Uh, I had this one beatbox that like it would fuck up one of the speakers. So, like, you would hear alternate versions of songs where, like, people are singing in the, you know, the background harmonization, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah! And so, like, I remember her background harmonization sounded cool, but when you hear it with the foreground, it sounds, like, so much cornier than it actually is, like, so much at stake, oh, bad choice of words, but I'm not the gun with some bullets, and I can count one, two, three, plus I make great peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Van Helsing! Oh. What? what? What's going on, man? <laughs> that Dracula's is not wedding. Cool. That is definitely not cool. <laughs> I I was getting vibes of um, what was that fucking song? Vampire something on uh, lipstick homicide. Like, what does this have to do yeah. with the subject matter? Like Dracula's wedding. You could fucking really. You can paint a picture with that. You got the guitar, that, that like, really electrified guitar in the back. Like, it just sounds so weird. And it's like, where is this going? And then, what the fuck is she talking about? Peter Butter's It's fucking Macy Gray with the hot dogs on a stick. (laughs) Like, what are you even, what are you doing? Like, I get, like, this isn't fun because I'm not having fun. Like, this isn't enjoyable, right? Like, you can fuck around and have fun, but, like, it isn't translating. So, and you know what's really funny? Just recently I was listening to a song that sampled, like, a line in the Where Are My Panties skit. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah, like, that just shows how, like, you know, influential this album is. Like, you're sampling lyrics from skits, you know what I mean? It was, like, it was some song called, like, Happiness Over Everything, uh, short abbreviation for Ho. And it was like, mm. you know, it's like, just because she uh, gave it up on the first night, that don't, I don't give a fuck. You know, that just knows, that just means she knows what she wants out of life. You know, like that type of shit. Oh, the, the, and then it's like, no, nah, uh, you know, I, I might just lay on her booty. No, nah, no, nah, man, keep it pimping, man. Ice cold. Ice cold! <laughs> but, you know, you see, it was a dissection of the toxic masculinity of uh, not being able to show vulnerability, you see. That's why I couldn't lay on her booty. <laughs> but uh, 
Now I want to talk about the, yeah, the prototype fucking video. Man, that was so weird. I remember being like, oh my god, I'm seeing like uh, a video that's from the album and uh, you know, I haven't seen the music video on TV because like, you know, which fucking channel would air this video because it's so like, they're not going to air it on BET, you know what I mean? Like, it's too fucking weird. Uh, yeah. And and then you watch this, it's just like, what in the fuck? What is this? <laughs> I don't even remember watching the whole thing. Like, I remember it starting, and I was just like, nah, I don't dig this. And I just, like, turned my attention somewhere else. It's like, it, it is one of those, like, I had to muscle through it just because, like, but you like Andre, right? You like this artist, don't you? Keep watching. It's a drag of a song, even though it's only, like, yeah. yet so long, but, like, it takes so long for, like, ideas to happen, you know? And there's... I and this album in particular does do a lot of unnecessary padding, especially with the like, thank you very much, like all that. Uh, are those my ad libs? Were we recording just then? Uh, okay, I'm gonna say something else. <laughs> if the song wasn't so long already, I'd, I'd, I might let that live. It's like, hey, you know, whatever, he's fucking around. But there's so many songs on this album, moreover, uh, more so than on Big Boys, that just go on and on with just filler. There's a, yeah. there's a song that comes later. Also, which was it? Fucking Vibrate. Oh my god, that song could have been three minutes. What? Yeah, six and a half minutes. Jesus. And it's just got this spoken word bit at the end that's just like so pointless. Why? why what is it even doing here? Yeah. Overall, that song is so fucking forgettable. It starts out, the only thing I remember about that song is that it, it starts out sounding like so fresh, so clean. I meant to say Miss Jackson. Yeah, you yeah, the the backwards drums, yeah. I do we like... Gotta t- what? Oh, what? Oh, 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 wait, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Hey, y'all. Oh, hey, y'all. Okay, yeah, we can talk about hey, y'all first. Um... Hey Ya, uh, I think I think Hey Ya uh, is pretty untouchable. It's not great as a song, but on this album, it's one of the better ones, if not one of the best. I think it's undeniable classic. I think, I think it's think. fucking solid. <laughs> it, it, it's nostalgic, and also, like, it does things in it that I don't love, but it works in the context. You know what that means? What do you not like? Like, I'm not wild about the fucking, oh, Beyonce's and Lucy Lou. Oh, I love that. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> love the spoken word bit. There's also, like, halfway through the song, the fucking Hey Ya chorus goes on for, like, too long before the second verse kicks in. The verses are way too short. It's, om- it's like, 70% repeating chorus. It's a bit much. <laughs> but I think it's very catchy. And and with I think it, it gets props for, like, having this complex idea expressed through this happy sounding song. You know, yeah, like, that's I do where the really like comes that. From. Yeah, yeah. I do really appreciate that. The whole like we're talking about something serious here, but you're not really gonna notice if you're not like paying attention. And then on top of that, the fucking y'all don't wanna hear me, you just wanna dance, it's like Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Cause if you're not listening close enough, you're not really getting what this is about. And it's not translated in the video. Like they they yeah. don't really try to make it, um, make it obvious. Roses? I never liked Roses. Roses, uh, 
it definitely did feel like the lesser hey y'all but look we got big boy on it now the corniness on that song mm -hmm. is a really good taste of things to come on the rest of the album just like the fucking easter bunny shit yeah, and the uh, thank I, you I, very I much. Uh, I hope she's uh, driving on somewhere to get somewhere to somebody in a Cadillac, and she tries to put on makeup in the mirror and crash. <laughs> I'm all, I, I'm okay with the verses. The fucking roses really smell like boo ooh ooh. That shit so fucking corny, so whack. <laughs> Better come back down to Mars. Girl, get chasing cars. <laughs> what the fuck? Come on. Yeah, I'm not wild about that. I do really like the video. Uh, the video, oh, yeah, I it, remember it more fondly. Introduced a whole bunch of people to Cat Williams, you know. That ending goes on for so long. Oh, crazy look. Bitch. <laughs> okay. Bitch, crazy bitch. Stupid ass bitch. Crazy bitch. Like, stop. <laughs> you don't get a taste of that listening to the radio edit because that's completely cut off. You don't even know that's there. Until you listen to the album, and yeah, that bit goes on for so fucking long. Why? <laughs> why Why does that even need to be there for one? And why does it have to go on for as long as it does? It just takes the uncomfortableness of the actual subject matter, you know, which is about like, oh, you know, girls need to be more cool, could be an opportunistic, and, you know, be a cool girl. Yeah. And then you're just gonna call her a bitch for a minute and a half. Fucking stupid ass bitch. Yeah, like, a bitch's bitch. Can we fucking put this song on an album with that first song off the Slick Rick album for just fucking songs for incels of just <laughs> now, what i was gonna say was a song that in my opinion rivals the quality of hey ya uh, and we haven't mentioned it yet but i wish the whole fucking album sounded like my favorite things my dude oh yo yeah i loved the shit out of my favorite <laughs> things so fucking in your goddamn face and like like if you like the beat of, like, Bombs Over Baghdad, that kind of intensity. Mm. Fucking ghetto music. The in-your-face booming beat. And it's just a weird instrumental cover of my favorite things. Yeah, it's so strange. It's so it's like, cool. What is it doing here? I don't care. <laughs> like, it doesn't fit the album at all. Oh, like, it's skit that comes before the, ah, a letter from, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I remember listening to it and being like, what, is her name a curse word or something? <laughs> and then, like, you could just find her name in the liner notes anyway, so why did they bleep it out? Oh, did they <laughs> seriously do yeah. that? <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about, uh, Behold, a lady. <laughs> Which no. has, has the good day, good sir skit before it. And I remember showing oh. this album to my friend and, and being like, you know, Andre says, the fiddler on the fucking roof. And my friend's a violinist. And he goes like, what? That's box double violin concerto. What's he talking about? <laughs> it was like, I don't know what that skit, that, that, that really did just sound like fucking around. And then behold, a lady absolutely feels like Andre phoning it in. Yeah, like, yeah. wow, what what is any of this doing here? All this, this Easter-flavored music, you know what I mean? It, it's the chance the rapperization of Andre 3000 in a way, you Oh, know? man, yeah. And then going into Pink and Blue, which I didn't even mention is no. over five minutes. Th those fucking in a row. Roses into that skit, into Behold a Lady, into Pink and Blue, into Love and War, into She's Alive, into Dracula's Wedding. 
it's such a barrage loaded yeah yeah it's such a barrage of mediocre just none of this really needs to be here like pink and blue feels like something that janelle monet would do better a couple of years later you know like oh it's got this mechanical beat but but oh there's like a orchestral flourish in there but it comes in at like the tail end you know take off your cool feels so fucking unfinished like nothing. Oh happens. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You got Nora Jones on there, but barely. It's just like this sparse as fuck, mostly acoustic guitar, instrumental for the most part. Yeah, I don't know what it's doing here. It's just like take off your cool, you know. Take off your cool. That that's the only That's the thing idea people say. <laughs> A life in the day of Benjamin Andre. Oh yeah. Oh, parentheses no. incomplete. Is the most complete lyrically. Uh, yes. <laughs> the beat isn't anything special. Like, I don't remember how the fuck that song sounds at all. And the lyrics themselves aren't great, but it's just so refreshing to hear Andre rap, so I'll take it. Like, just a clear-headed story just happening that yeah. you can understand and doesn't sound silly and stuff. Yeah. That's all I want, man. Just fucking tell me a story and not be sexist in it. Andre, that's all That's all I really want to hear. <laughs> tell me a cool story. Don't be misogynistic in it, and we're good. Um, so I thought that was a decent way to end it. Um, yeah. But by that point, you fucking had me sit through so much shit, dude. No, I can't fucking so forgive good. any of that. Yeah, like 76 minutes or so, of, and just like so much of it. Like I said... A song like Love and War, that didn't even need to be on the album. Like, that wasn't even a fully finished thing. I'm giving it a two. Uh, I, you know, I think I'd actually give it a three. I think I enjoy this album less than Big Boys, and that feels so weird to say. But it really is that issue of time. Big Boy at least gets out of the way. <laughs> like, no, there is definitely filler on that album, but like... It feels like it's being used to a purpose. You know, there's people speaking. There's more happening, like, musically. With Andre, like, yeah, there's a bit of an experimental angle, but then it just doesn't go far enough at a lot of parts. Yeah. You know, where it just kind of feels like it's stagnating on certain songs, where it's just this cold rhythm, and it's just like, okay, were we going to go anywhere with this? I just kind of had this thought because of what you just said about how both albums kind of have their own good bit of filler. This album reminds me a lot of the White Album by the Beatles. Mm. In how it's a bit more experimental. Um, it was after Sgt. Pepper, so it's not, like, groundbreaking, but it's still very different from what you're used to hearing them do. It was also at a point where it was a point of uncertainty of, you know, where the band was going to go. So that album has a lot of songs that people in particular, like, this was a Paul song. This is a George song. Like, you can tell right off the bat, this was a song they wanted on there and they kind of spearheaded that the, that the rest of the band just kind of either went along with or kind of got out of the way and just kind of let them do their own thing. And it's also a double-disc album where a lot of it could be cut off. And you, you could make one really good album yeah. if you just condensed the two and I would say the same applies to this. If you oh, took out the filler, imagine, yeah, yeah, you could fucking make a stellar album if you just took the like, the select choice cuts from yeah, both. I do that. 
The station and show upcoming, folks. <laughs> the strong cuts are really strong, and I will say that, in my opinion, Big Boys does have more. Yeah, good and I tracks. used to listen to the Love Below album way more when I was a kid. But it's so funny, like growing up, I'm just like, huh. Big Boy has the more cohesive actual like sound for this one, though. You know, that was my expectation going in as someone who never really fucked with this album because. I never really heard anyone talk about it. I just figured, oh, it's the one with the fucking pop hits. I don't need to waste my time with it. So I never checked it out until until it was requested for the show. So my expectation going in, yeah, was I'm probably going to enjoy Andre's more because Andre is just kind of more fun-loving and whatever, like, lighthearted in general. I didn't know how carefree it would be, though, to the point where it just does sound like he's fucking around phoning it in completely half-thought kind of tracks i didn't even talk about spread but i didn't dig that one either uh where it's like you got really really dope instrumentals on this album andre these fucking lyrics ain't it like you gotta bring something else because the fucking music ain't carrying it Altogether, uh since you know with their combined album sales that were only 5.5 million but they were able to go di diamond because they uh you know had the double album sales I will combine my ratings into a six and a half for uh, <laughs> <laughs> for Speaker Box Love Below. So that's the rating I give it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I still would mind be. I, I I would get a fucking five if I combine them. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, no, but I'd say overall, yeah, like it probably deserves me. Yeah, three, maybe three and a half. You know, it's. You can hear these cool ideas that, you know, like, it's not like they didn't inspire people, you know what I'm saying? It's oh, not like yeah. inspirational, but it's in that sort of, maybe that Yoko Ono sort of way where it's like, hey, lots of people might have been inspired by this person, but I don't really need to check out their stuff in particular, maybe, you know. And I will say, if you are like me, and you did just kind of think, oh, this is going to be the fucking pop shit, I don't need to waste my time with it, do revisit it. Because I do think there are some cuts that you probably wouldn't hear otherwise, especially like my favorite things. Like, no one's going to be talking about or playing my favorite things because it's a fucking instrumental on an Outcast album. Towards the end, just but hidden, buried away. It's so good, yeah. It's so good. It's, a, it's definitely a hidden treasure. And songs on, um, on Big Boys that, yeah, fucking ghetto music got a music video, but do they ever play it on the radio? No. Nah. Like, I, I, I never heard that song before now. And I hate that. Like, I fucking loved the shit out of that. And I was like, what the fuck? How is it? How did it take me this fucking long to hear this song? It's, in it's incredible. It fucking comes down to the, re uh, to the listener requests. Which, uh, speaking of, if there is an album that you would like to hear us talk about on the show, either old or new, maybe a newer album that we just, you know, might have skipped over, or it could be a personal favorite of yours that you would like to hear us review, head on over to our Kofi that is ko dash fi.com slash going off a one-time $40 pledge will get you an album review on the show mm, and a $50 pledge will get you uh, if you're an independent artist it'll get your album review on, reviewed on the show as well not a guaranteed promotion per se <laughs> we will be as honest with your review as we are with the pro with the pros so be prepared for some perhaps uh possible brutal uh honesty and constructive criticism we, we will not hold back um and also keeping uh keep an eye out for our appearance at con carolina that's coming up yes you know. 
Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we're getting the, the details all officiated and whatnot, so we feel clear to let you know. May 29th through the 31st, uh, we're going to be at the Con Carolinas. We're going to be doing a panel on uh, weirdest music videos for the Going Out podcast. And I will be uh, doing another panel on uh, 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 called the Guess That Sample uh, mm-hmm. Game Show. Where, uh, you know, if you can uh, guess the songs that have sampled this classic sample that I'm going to play for you, then uh, you can get a special prize, which is going to be my uh, 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 Marvel hip-hop variant cover book that I have. So, Ooh, you know, that's hey, nice. Hey, get, get your tickets, man. Go to concarolina, concarolinas.org, you know, see what's up. C- come see about you. Come see about your boy. <laughs> uh, but that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. And, uh... If this just happens to be your first time listening, all of our old episodes are on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud, so one of those methods is bound to work for you. Check us out, uh, play some catch-up on the episodes you might have missed, and we hope that you enjoyed this show and you'll come back and fuck with us again next week. But until then, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic, and that's the way the ball bounces, G! (laughs) 